0: John chapter 20 tonight. I'd like to begin to read in verse 24. I've had a real blessing this past week. Uh, I've had somebody call me to want me to do a funeral. And they talked to me about the whole thing. And they said, Now, Pastor, we I don't want to be insulting, but how much do you charge to do a funeral? I said, Well, my um, Jewish rabbi that I know real well, he said he don't go to a funeral whatsoever less than $400. How does that sound? <laughs> and they got real quiet on the other end. I said, I'm just kidding. I don't charge anything for a funeral. But uh, Jackie, when I preached, uh, Jackie's, uh, uh, what is it, her aunt? Or, or her mother's sister's husband's funeral. Uh, they give me $150, and I going down the road, I get inquisitive. I want to give you that little envelope. I got the open that envelope, and there's three $50 bills in it. And they looked like they'd been ironed. I mean, perfect. They were laying on top of one another, and I looked at that. Man, I said, I wonder how old them things are. They didn't even have the, the marks in them or nothing. So I told Jackie this morning when she came, I said, You know what, you're. Whatever she is to her, uh, gave me for preaching that funeral $150. She gave you that much? And I said, That's not the point, Jackie. What I wanted to tell you is, I want to find out where she's got the other stack, where she got this one stacked. She said, If you think that's something, she gave my grandson some $100 bills. Now, they look just the same way. I got to find out where she got the $100 stack. I thought that was funny. Well, y'all don't let y'all enjoy that, but I do. I enjoy that. Anyhow, John chapter 20, let's begin to read in verse 24. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails and put my fingers into the print of his nails and thrust my hand into his side I will not believe and after eight days again his disciples were within, and Thomas with him then came Jesus the doors being shut stood in the midst and said peace be unto you then saith he to Thomas reach hither thy finger and behold my hands and reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen, and yet have believed. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll help us, Christians especially. I I would pray for the whole world, but I would pray for Christians especially uh, that we are looking at all the things that's going on in this world right now. And sometimes we get discouraged and get off the main subject. And Lord, I pray that we'll keep our eyes on Jesus and not only things of the world. If you'll bless us tonight, show us how important that is. We'll praise and honor you for it now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Ever since I've been preaching, I've tried my best to not let people look at me and put me on a pedestal or something. I've always wanted them to see Jesus when I preach. I've tried to bring it out in the Bible and every other way I can. And I believe this. I believe that men have always had a desire to see Jesus or God, if you would please. But they want to see Jesus before they believe. But the Bible says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The Bible also says, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, we are saved by grace through faith. And this does not stop men from still wanting to see Jesus before they believe. We know God in His mercy and grace has revealed Himself to us. We also know God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. We also know God is holy, and we are unholy, and nothing unholy can look on the face of God. Turn with me please for just a minute to the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter uh, 33, and I'd like to begin to read in verse 18. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, Thou canst not see my face, For there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock, and it shall come to pass while my glory passes by, that I will put thee in a cliff of the rock, and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. And I will take away mine hand, and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. And so I know by these verses and more like them, according to the Scriptures, that has no man ever looked upon the actual Holy God's face. Amen? Now we preach and we teach and we believe that Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. Now I don't know the difference in Jesus' face and Holy God's face when it comes to heaven. But I do know there is a difference in the, the holiness uh, that uh, Jesus has, uh, or God the Father has surrounding Him in glory, than what Jesus was here on this earth. There is such a thing as a Shekinah glory of God, and uh, I don't believe nobody can stand there in that glory and see that because when you, if you go back and study the temple, when the temple was finished, when Solomon. Uh, finished the temple and the the priest was to go in that temple the Bible says that no man could go there go in there because of the Shekinah glory of God filled that temple and so I know that there's certain things about God's holiness that I don't understand but I believe with all my soul that sinful man cannot look upon the face of God but what I want us to see tonight is, we can see Him in the Scriptures. In John 1 and verses 1 through 3, as the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. And, now, this is God. Think about this. Though, Though the cover is worn, and the pages are torn, and though places bear traces of tears. Yet more precious than gold is this book, worn and old, that can shatter and scatter my fears. This old book is my guide. It is a friend by my side. It will lighten and brighten my way. And each promise I find soothes and gladdens my mind as I read it and heed it each day. That's the Bible. The book, the Bible, is alive. It's God's breathed book into existence. And through the pages we see, and through the pages we see the living God. We see Him in creation. Here you go. I love to read, and I guess I spend more time just reading the book of uh, the beginning in Genesis, and I read how God formed things, how God made things. And the Bible says He made them with His hands. Think about that. He just worked with His hands. I, I was talking to a guy one day, and, He said, how do you think God made the Grand Canyon? I said, I know exactly how God, my teaching school taught me. Paul Bunyan and the big blue ox, and he drug his axe down through there, and the axe made the Grand Canyon. I said, that's in our history books, amen. That's in our books in school. I said, not on your life. God said, I want a Grand Canyon right here, and he made one, amen. And that's how it's made that great Mississippi River. God made that with the workings of His hands. He made the stars and all the planets. And you can't help but to see God in creation. And so don't tell me there's not one. I know there is because I see Him in creation. We can see Him in the judgments on this earth uh, and man. We know by the seashells on top of the highest mountains, uh, this earth was covered by water at one time. Now, I didn't, uh, I, I didn't know how to explain this and didn't uh, really uh, know how to look at it until I went to Montana and I was over 8,500 feet up above the snow line, I mean above the tree line where there's nothing but snow. And I got to looking around there were seashells up on top of them mountains. And I got to looking at it I said, Isn't that something? That's exactly what the Bible says. Hey, over where I got my lake place, in the middle of Florida, right in the middle of Florida. There's a ridge runs right through there. It's called the Ridge. And did you know? I looked at that the other day, and I said, you know what? The Pacific, the Atlantic Ocean, come here, and the Gulf of Mexico come here, and push all this up, and here it sits. Amen. <laughs> yeah, never mind. I'll I thought it was something to me. I stood there and looked at that and I thought, man, isn't it something how God works? And God does strange things to get His job done. Amen? And we can see Him in the manna God rained down from heaven in the Bible. We can see Him in the water from the rock. We can see Him in the pillar of the clouds that led the children of Israel. We can see Him in the a slain rock and the rock that David used to kill the giant. We can see him in the parting of the Red Sea, knocking down the walls of Jericho. We can see him in answering Joshua's prayer and causing the, the sun to stand still and to Joshua won the battle and on and on and on as you read the Bible. And the Bible says in John 20, verses 30 and verse 31, all these things are written that you might believe. Listen to this. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of His disciples which are not written in this book, but these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through His name. In other words, all the miracles that Jesus did in the book, all the things that Jesus recorded in the book of the Bible, all it was done for one reason, that we could see Jesus. And when you see Jesus, you see God. See Jesus in His Son. Jesus was born by a virgin. Nobody else has ever done that. Isaiah 7 verse 14. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Can you imagine a baby uh, being born in a virtuous lady and being the king of glory, the king of the whole world? I can't even fathom that. I think sometimes, can you imagine what Mary must have felt like holding God in the flesh in her arms? But the Bible said it was. And she gave him drink and she took care of him and changed his diapers and everything else that he needed and took care of him. Can you imagine? God in a baby. But the Bible says He was. And I know. And He, and he says, I am my Father are One. So uh, who could uh, Jesus be but God? Get this please. When Jesus was born, angels came down and sang His birth. I, don't, I had some funny music. I guess at my birth, I don't think no angels sing there. Amen? But at Jesus' birth. And by the way, uh, we got this idea that three or four angels came and sang at His his birth. You know what I think? I think all the angels in heaven came down and sang at His birth. Jesus fed 5,000 just a boy's lunch. Jesus uh, rent the veil of the temple from heaven to earth. Jesus Himself raised Himself from the grave. Nobody else can do that. Somebody says, I can't see God. Sure you can. You can see Him in the resurrection. Amen. You can see Him in the Scriptures. Everybody knows someone hung on a cross. You ask them. On Calvary's hills 2,000 years ago. But Hebrews, chapter 2 and verse 9 says, But we see Jesus, who is made a little lower than angels, for the sufferings of death, crown of glory and honor, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. What I want us to see today is this, is this. That person that hung there on that cross on Calvary Hill was not just a good man dying for a good cause. He was not someone dying because of evil deeds that He had done. This was Jesus, the very Son of God, dying for the sins of the whole world, including mine and yours. And His sacrifice, His shed blood, can cleanse anybody from their sins. Amen? That's a, that's a special person. That's God. And evil long I took delight, unanswered by shame or fear, till a new object struck my sight and stopped my wild career i saw one hanging on a tree in agony and blood he fixed his languid eyes on me as near his cross i stood sure never till my last, latest breath can i forget that look it seemed to charge me with his death though not a word he spoke my conscience felt and owned the guilt and plunged me in despair I saw my sins, his blood had spilt, and helped to, to nail him there. A second look he gave, which said, I freely all forgive. This blood is for thy ransom paid. I die that thou mayest live. John Newton wrote that about my Savior. Amen. And when you look at Jesus and you look at everything the Bible says about him, how could you not say, I don't, I've never seen God? I've seen Him. I've seen Him in His handiwork. I've seen Him in His Word. I've seen Him in His miracles. Man, I've had more miracles. I had a man call me here a while back. Preacher, have you ever seen a genuine miracle? Now, I know what he was talking about. Somebody's blind, you go slap them side of the head and they see. No, but I tell you what I have seen. I've been in the hospital when the doctors give up. Walked out in the hall, met me in the hall, said, Preacher... I have done all I can do. Now it's your turn. And he said, the only thing that can help that person now is God. And the doctor said that. And I went in and prayed over those people and a few days later they walked out of that room. Now you call it what you want to, but I believe God answered prayer. Amen. I see Him and answered prayer. And I could give you a million things that's happened in my personal life that I can say only God could do that. Amen. I get so tickled sometimes how God watches over me that I I laugh at my stupid self. I I guess I told you about this, but I was over the house here a while back, and I got my boat. I got a lift that my son gave me. It lifts my boat out of the water, and it keeps it from getting messed up. Take care of it real good. I was out there the other day working in my boat, and all of a sudden, I lost my balance and fell in the lake. <laughs> and I was up to here, like this, trying to get out of the water. And, and I crawled back up on shore. And I looked at, and and uh, the lady lives right across the canal there, and the lady and the man lives right over there. And I got to look and see if anybody looked at the stupid me. And I crawled back and went in the house, dried off, got me some clean clothes. Amen. A gator could have got me, I could have drowned it, but something kept me alive. Amen. You say, that's an accident. Oh, no, it's not. God takes care of me. Amen. I might be be crazy, but God still loves me and takes care of me. Don't tell me I can't see God's handiwork. God's real. I thank Him every moment. Let's pray, please. Heavenly Father, You're so good to us and watch over us, and we do love to watch You work. We do love to see You, Lord. Of course, we can't see You face to face till we get a glorified body and a glorified mind. And we'll be then just as holy as You are holy. But not now. So we wait for that great day. And what a day that's going to be to see Thy Shekinah glory and Thy holy face. And we thank You for that opportunity in Jesus' name. Bless us, we pray. Amen. Let's sing something, please. page three eighty <laughs> three.